Good morning, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Big Dick Taylor. Hey, guys, it's Alex Wu, a.k.a. Ali Wu. And this is our sixth episode of Where's the Action? (laughs) Noise. We got a good formula going. (laughs) Today, we are talking about Star Wars. It's finally happening. Uh, But thank you for tuning in. Uh, This is our second season. So thank you for uh, listening all these years and having some great memories with us. The one Um, year. (laughs) One year. Well, like five weeks. But anyway, (laughs) uh, this is going to be a good one, people. This is my favorite franchise ever. I love Star Wars. Grew up with it. Wanted to be a lightsaber well, I wanted to be a Jedi holding the lightsaber, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So before we dig in, you know us, we have some disclosures to tell you in full, in our full disclosure segment. So uh, I'll be honest with you, last night uh, didn't get enough sleep uh, as always. So I may be a grouch pot, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm in a pretty good mood. What, what do you think? I think you're vibing um, vibing yeah i think you're good just got on oh. the coffee rush yeah um, that's true i'm already on my second cup and i've been awake for 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah so okay all right we'll scratch that then uh yeah. but i know we have some very exciting news for yes. alex's full disclosure yeah so my full disclosure um i am actually using a different microphone today i'm using actually just a USB headset, so hopefully the audio on my end sounds much better from the previous episode. So we'll try this out and see how it works out in the next couple episodes. Yeah, he won't sound like a Gungan underwater. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we'll get to that. So uh, let's dig into our sponsors. We have some pretty good sponsors today. NGL, not going to lie. Alex. Uh, Okay, to start us off, um, our first sponsor is Slack. Uh, Slack is our new platform that Mason and I use to communicate with each other for podcast purposes. Um, If you don't know what Slack is, um, according to Wikipedia, Slack is a proprietary business communication platform developed by American software company Slack Technologies. Slack offers many IRC-style features, including persistent chat rooms organized by topics, private rooms, and direct messaging. Um, I think it's very good that we uh, moved to a new communication platform. So, yeah, pretty, pretty, Uh, pretty cool technology we are using these days. Yeah, well, you know, some of us have a a roller coaster relationship with Slack. I used to like it, but this morning we had a little bit of technical difficulties with it. So now I hate it. Not me. (laughs) What do you mean? I could not find the Zoom link. (laughs) Because you're not not listening to me. That's why. (laughs) Anyway, but Slack overall is a good service. They've got cool emojis too. You've got one where it's like a, a smiley face and it has stars in its eyes. It's pretty cool. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. That's the official uh, name of that emoji. Anyway, so yeah, thank you, Slack. Second sponsor. This food product is quite possibly the best human invention. 
since the flying car. This is called Skinny Pop Popcorn. Um, no, I'm not talking about the Travis Scott burger for once. <laughs> um, dang, remember those days? Wow. Yeah. 2020. Um, we've come a long way, yeah. Now we're in 2021. That's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's us talk about? Oh, yeah, Skinny Pop. So Skinny Pop literally has no GMOs in it. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut-free. It's basically free at the store. Very <laughs> cost-effective. Um, and it tastes like uh, euphoria it tastes like what a warm hug feels like uh that's all i can say about skinny pop i usually pound three bags a day and i'm not talking about the little guys i'm talking about the big family size but uh you know it's it's all around a great treat great meal i eat it for dinner a lot uh just packed with flavor i I could i could do you know what i'm gonna do my own podcast just about skinny pop I'll call it the skinny pod or something. I don't know. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Damn, man, I'm, I'm rolling. All right. Sorry. All right. And then our last, oh, yeah. And then our last sponsor, um, another food um, item and it's more on the beverage side, but these Starbucks Frappuccinos that you can get at the grocery stores, they come in uh, glass bottles. Um, I had one today and it was the caramel flavor. Um, very sweet, um, really hits the spot. It, it gives you a good sugar rush <laughs> uh, with all this added sugar, 32 grams of sugar. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, if you ever need a nice Starbucks drink um, at the grocery store, grab a frappuccino and also add some ice or regular coffee if you prefer. But, yeah, those are our sponsors for today. Yeah, great. Okay, so when we started this uh, Star Wars trek, we there were two ways to go about it. You can either start with release date, so that would be the original trilogy back in 1977 on, or you can do it in chronological order and start with the prequels. Well, we decided to do the best ones first and go with the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is why we are reviewing... Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh, it's an interesting one, people. Uh, <laughs> don't want, you don't want to miss this one. So, uh, Alex is going to start us off with the opening scene that sets the stage for the rest of the movie. So, mm-hmm. and Mason is a hardcore Star Wars fan, so um, he probably has more information on like little details than I do. But overall, I do enjoy the Star Wars series. <laughs> Um, I think it's uh, a great nine film, or actually more than nine films because they have other movies. Well, Those don't count. I'd say they're <laughs> two good ones. <laughs> um, but overall, Star Wars is a good movie franchise that everyone should um, get into. So the first scene that um, starts off for the Star Wars movie, Phantom Menace, um, we have characters Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, they are actually at the Trade Federation because there are some government politics issues with the Trade Federation blocking off trade routes to um, a planet Naboo. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Naboo, yep. yep. And so the, um, the two Jedis, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, are sent to establish some peace uh, with the two parties involved. Um, but 
since they go to the Trade Federation and they figure out, oh, these Jedi Knights are here to stir up the pot, I would say. Um, they actually send out some droids. Um, droids are like the human-like robots. Well, not human-like, but they just look like robots. Um, very skinny robots. <laughs> and they bring out some uh, droids to them to basically try to take down the Jedis and like making sure like uh, they're not an issue with their Trade Federation trade block. And so these regular droids come and surprise the two Jedis. The two Jedis basically take them down very easily with their lightsabers. Um, and they also push them around with using the Force. Uh, the Force is like the superpower for Jedis that they can <laughs> move people around and push things and other other cool um, powers, which is later in the movie. Um, but also what happens in the scene is like these other special droids called droidicas. Um, so these are like these rolling robots that like they roll out and then when they are like placed down they like have a shield around them like a force field shield which is very cool um and those are like more of the advanced droids that come attack obi-wan qui-gon but um obi-wan qui-gon easily take them down because jedi knights are pretty much uh very good fighters they use their lightsabers oh also they do a lot of deflecting which i like in the Star Wars movies, like they deflect the bullets that the droids shoot at them. So I, I think that's something cool um, in the Star Wars series. But that is pretty much the first scene. It's just basic droids versus two Jedis and the two Jedis um, take them down pretty easily. So keep in mind, everything in this scene has never been seen before in the Star Wars saga. So when people watched the original trilogy, there were no battle droids. There were no droidicas. And, you know, Jedi were rare. It was only Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan, and Yoda. Um, so I like how this scene kind of sets up a new direction for the franchise. All the prequels look and feel very much different than the original trilogy, but it somehow fits together because it's all George Lucas's vision. Uh, George Lucas being the one who created Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I think I like the scene. It was good. Good, uh, good opening precursor to what happens later on with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon fighting off battle droids and, uh, you know, running really fast away from the battle droids. So yeah, that was a good scene, I think. Um, so basically, the two Jedi Knights get away from the Trade Federation and they go back to Naboo. Um, but not before Qui-Gon saves a local... Uh, a Gungan, uh, his name is Jar Jar Binks, uh, probably the best character in cinematic history. Um, very, you know, very calm and collected. Uh, very, very good character. Uh, Real nice guy. <laughs> Real nice guy. Give him a chance. Um, no, so I'm, I'm kidding. If you don't know, Jar Jar is a very comic relief character. He is basically made for children and I mean, as a kid, I liked him, but watching it now, it, it amplifies the cringe. You don't know how much cringe is in this movie until you're an adult. But as a kid, Jar Jar was, you know, I used to have a, a Jar Jar inflatable chair. That was how I, I loved him. Um, I wanted to sit on his lap. 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, so they saved this Gungan. Um, and so basically they ha- Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan have to get back to the capital city of Naboo, which is Theed. Um, that's where the queen is. But before that, the Gungan, Jar Jar, he's like, hey, let's go down to my people. They might help you battle these trade federation people who are occupying the planet. And so they basically swim down to the Gungan city. It's, it's in this big lake, but they go down. It's like the whole freaking ocean down there. It's pretty cool, actually. They live in these like oxygenated bubbles. So that's pretty cool. And so they go there. They talk with the leader whose name is Boss Nas. And he's like, nah, uh, listen, I don't want to help. You know, those people on the surface can take care of themselves. And they're like, I big bet. So Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon start to leave. Uh, Jar Jar is, would be going to jail for something. Apparently he was too clumsy. I don't know. It's not really explained a lot. So they, before Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan leave, they're like, hey, can we take this guy? He can help us get back out and go to the capital city. And so Boss Nash is like, yeah, whatever. So they take Jar Jar in this ship, this little underwater boat type thing, submarine, whatever you want to call it. And well, technically it's called a bunga uh, for official Star Wars fans out there. Um, (laughs) And so it sets up a scene where there are a bunch of fish in this underwater environment, but the fish keep getting bigger and bigger and they just keep eating each other. And the ship is running away from these bigger fish, which leads Qui-Gon Jinn to say, there's always a bigger fish. And he is right. There are always bigger fish in this scene. I don't, you know, I wish I didn't have to talk about this scene, but here we are. Um, <laughs> but it's in the notes, so we got to talk about it. Uh, yeah, there, it's just basically a bunch of fish eating more fish. Um, so, yeah. So after that happens, the Trade Federation is obviously occupying Naboo. And so the Jedi eventually meet up with the Queen and they try to take her to Coruscant to sign some type of peace treaty. Bruh, the politics in this are insane. It's too much. It's too much, too hot to handle. Um, So so anyway, to get out of Naboo, they have to get past the Trade Federation blockade, who's obviously keeping them in. So they try to get out in the ship, but the Trade Federation starts shooting at them and their hyperdrive gets hit and it becomes leaky and their shield generator goes down. So luckily they have a few astro droids to save the day. And the only one that survives is R2-D2. Yes, our boy from the OG trilogy saves the day. He's such a beast, man. He's the only one that doesn't get shot conveniently. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of forced the way they do it. But I mean, I like seeing R2. He's one of my favorites as a kid. So. so yeah, he saves the day. But the problem is they have a leaky hyperdrive now. And that uh, requires them to make a pit stop on a desert planet called Tatooine. Uh, this planet is famous in Star Wars lore. It is the place where Luke Skywalker grows up. But that will all be explained in future episodes. So they land on Tatooine and basically they have to buy a new hyperdrive because theirs is leaky. And so they go to a street merchant named Watto. Watto is a flying, what, what would you even call him? 
He's like a technically he's a Tridarian, but like I don't understand what he is. Kind of like like look like a I, I wouldn't say bird, but he's more like a bug to me. <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like a dodo bird, but if in is like a short elephant trunk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, imagine that. And he's also blue. Um, <laughs> and so basically the street merchant, he owns a few slaves. Uh, one of them is Shmi Skywalker. That last name sounds familiar. That is the mother of another slave boy. Uh, his name is Anakin Skywalker. Uh, he's not really important to the story. Um, he's kind of a one-off character. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He's have an much extra. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have. He's like one line or something. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, we definitely are just kidding. Anakin Skywalker will later become Darth Vader. Uh, but anyway, so. Spoiler. Oh wait, spoiler alert. <laughs> Do people not know that? I'll edit it out. I'll oh, edit it out. Okay. <laughs> Um, so long story short, they, Qui-Gon makes a deal with Watto. He's like, yeah, if I can get this part for my ship, then, you know, we will be square. But he's like, oh, no, no, no. We got to go to the race, the pod race. And so Anakin's like, oh, I'll, I'll pod race. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah. It, so the deal that's made is Anakin will get his freedom and Qui-Gon will get his part if they win. But if they lose... Watto gets Qui-Gon's ship. So Watto's like, I big bet, uh, which it really was a big bet. Um, so that leads us into the infamous pod racing scene. Alex, this is his favorite scene. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I'd say one of the more interesting scenes in this movie. So Anakin is now racing for cash prize that will go towards the uh, parts of the ship for Qui-Gon ship. Um, and so it all settles down to a podcast race where, or I just said podcast. Uh, wow. Where do you slip? <laughs> a pod race. Um, <laughs> gosh, I, I am, uh, I'm really uh, messing this up. Um, pod racing. So it's a, it's a sport um, in the area that, they have like these spaceships that like float. Um, they kind of look like wishbones, I think, in my opinion. So you have like the top piece and then the two legs. And so these different <laughs> um, ships are basically racing for money. Um, Anakin has his own because he built his own um, for, for a very long time. So now he's able to um, use it in action and they take the race and start for first starts off um, to start up the pot. Um, there's this guy named Sabulba. He's a very well-known racer and he sabotages Anakin's ship right before they start the race. And so when the race starts, they take off, but except for Anakin, Anakin's ship is not working for some reason. So it somehow, I'd say like poops out and it takes him a moment for him to get settled and eventually starts to work and he's up and going into the race. And so they're racing. Anakin makes um, very good like moves around the area. Like it's a lots of twists and turns. Um, there's like the ships bumping into each other. Um, there's really like a big race scene where they're kind of just going back and forth. Um, who's in the who's in the lead, who's not, um, who's dying from this, because when their ship explodes, pretty much the, the pilot also um, passes away with the ship. But 
here the the race is super long for some reason um in the movie <laughs> even though it's just like them going back and forth who's in the lead uh, but there's other parts that come into play where like um someone throws something at a different ship and it explodes or like the different routes they take but at the end um it's Saboba versus Anakin at the very last lap of the race and when they're jumping around Anakin does take the lead um, at some point but Saboba somehow manages to sabotage Anakin's ship again um, forcing Anakin to like lose a part of one of his uh, wings I would say and Anakin being the very talented young boy is able to reconnect his ship and get it back and going um, into regular racing style and eventually wins the race because Soboba is as we as we saw like doing these trick moves and like going like pretty crazy with like his triple barrel roll (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then he just crashes himself Um, and so Anakin wins and the podcast pod race uh, stays framed (laughs) Um, it has a winner and it's Anakin and therefore they win and are able to get money for the parts of the ship that they need. Hey, yeah. Um, and also Anakin gets his freedom because now he is no longer debted to Watto. Uh, I, I'll be honest, this scene, there's too much. Okay. 10 minutes of this scene was spent just introducing the different racers <laughs> Oh, here's a blarb blarb floor neck, and then he goes, he waves to the audience. It's so annoying. They're like, they don't need that. You really don't. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I do like how the pod race introduces new elements to Tatooine. Uh, you've got like the caves and stuff. That's pretty cool. You got the trench runs. Um, that's always interesting. And you have, uh, but you still have like the Tuscan Raiders, who are these. Uh, natives to Tatooine. They're very mysterious and they're sharpshooting the ships or the pod racers in the race. I mean, that was cool to see, you know, because that kind of ties into the OG trilogy. Uh, but you'll, you know, if you watch those, you'll see. But yeah, I, I liked the, And it was also like a back and forth. So Sebulba was like in the lead for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin went off on this ramp and he went way up in the air, but then eventually passed Sebulba. Um, but then Saboba ended up gaining the lead again, and it was just a good back and forth. I mean, it was good. It was a little too long, but it was, it was, it was definitely entertaining, I will say. It was, it was very fast and furious. Just very kidding. fast. Yeah, no, it really was. <laughs> Dominic Toretto was actually in one of the pod racers. It was so weird. And Letty, Letty was Saboba. Letty, yeah, Letty was Saboba. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... After Anakin gets his freedom, he has to say goodbye to his mother, Shmi, who, you know, by the way, if I was her, I'd be pissed because her son got freedom, but he, but she didn't. Yeah. Quite not even told her at one point. He's like, yeah, I'm not here to free slaves. I'm like, bruh, yeah. bruh, <laughs> that, that ain't but right. I'll, but I'll take the kid. I'll take the kid. Yeah, he, he, he kidnapped the kid, basically, is what happened. <laughs> stole him from his mother but she was like nah go be a jedi or whatever because he's supposed to be this big chosen one the whole reason they're taking him is because his midichlorian count is off the charts midichlorians are basically this microbiotic uh, 
mumbo jumbo stuff in your body. And if you have a certain amount, you can use the force and whatnot. It's untapped potential. Um, that was a that was a prequel thing. They didn't mention it in the original trilogy, uh, probably for a good reason. But anyway, so that is why they're taking Anakin back to Coruscant to meet with the Jedi Temple. And, the, you know, say what you will about the prequels, but they do introduce an entirely new world where Jedi are the peacemakers and they are in abundance. So they have a whole Jedi council, but you also have Jedi just keeping the peace like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. But that's a good aspect of this movie, I will say. I'll give it, I'll give it some redeeming qualities. Um, so anyway, in between them going to Coruscant, there is a lot, and I mean a lot of political talk. I would say at least <laughs> half an hour of just straight politics with the Chancellor. Well, he was Senator Palpatine, but then he got an upgrade to Chancellor Palpatine, which comes into play later on in the subsequent movies. Um, so he's a shady character. But there's also another moving part in this movie where this shadowy figure, which I won't tell you who it is for spoilers, um, has an apprentice, apprentice, and his name is Darth Maul. And so Darth Maul has been on the hunt for these Jedi ever since the beginning of the movie where they escaped the Trade Federation ship. And so Darth Maul is really freaky looking. He eventually catches up with them on Tatooine. Uh, before they leave and Darth Maul and Qui-Gon have a little little fight but eventually Qui-Gon gets away obviously and Darth Maul uh, is still after them so anyway there's a lot of politics talk until we finally get to the big the big boy battle at the end the official star war of this movie uh, there are three parts to it so in the meantime uh, Padme Queen Amidala and Padme have successfully gotten the Gungans' help for the Battle of Naboo. Um, and so, surprisingly, Jar Jar is made into General Jar Jar, which is uh, completely insane considering his behavior uh, as a comic relief character. Um, so Jar Jar is general of the Gungan troops on Naboo, and they are going to fight the battle droids. Okay, the Naboo Fields fight is literally just Jar Jar being <laughs> stupid, and but he somehow manages to survive and he shoots a bunch of battle droids. Yeah, that, that's basically it. I, I, and I hate to reduce it to that, but it's that's literally all it is. They just wanted to make a scene for him, yeah. And so they put him in this giant field with all the, the droids attacking and his uh, civilization attacking the droids. And they're like, you know, we're just going to give him the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, he brings down freaking tanks on accident. <laughs> I'm like, bruh. They're like, uh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so then you've got everyone else at the Theed Palace. That's the capital of Naboo. And you've got battle droids there. and you've But you've got the Jedi there, mm -hmm. plus Anakin. And Anakin is told to stay in a ship. And eventually... Take he off. gets separated from Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And so, oh, this, this scene sucks too. Because <laughs> he, he somehow goes on autopilot and he exits the palace, goes to space, <laughs> goes to the Trade Federation thing. He spins in the ship a lot. And he basically blows up the entire Trade Federation with the battle droids. The battle droids are decommissioned now because yeah. they're controlled from the Trade Federation. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I mean, it's such a bad way to end it, man. So, like, oh, I, I hate it. But there is one other aspect of the final 30 minutes that make it worth it, though. 
Alex? Yep. And so final part of the Star Wars, the Star Wars movie was um, the Jedi fight between Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon. So when they are at the planet and Darth Maul surprises them and while they're trying to escape, um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan take on Darth Maul. Um, so it's them three fighting. And so this is the first time where we get to see Darth Maul's like um, unique uh, characteristic of the movie. So he actually has a lightsaber that has the sword part on both ends of the lightsaber. And so it's it's very cool. You have so instead of like the one regular lightsaber, um, like Qui Gon and Obi Wan have, um, Darth Maul has like two of them connected um, end to end. It's very cool. Um, and so these three are battling it out regular Star Wars style. Uh, as you can see, like the fighting in this is really cool. Like there's constant like spinning, twirling, um, basically kind of like sword fighting, uh, but to an extreme because it's like their their type of fighting, fighting style. And while they're fighting, there's this scene where they're fighting in this like, I can't really describe it. It's It's, it's a very like big area um mason you probably could describe it more but it's this very big area where um like the walkways are really narrow but but there's a scene where there's this hallway and it has like self-timed i'd say separators and when they're fighting all three of them get separated so qui-gon gets in between these two separators and then darth maul is in his own separator and then obi-wan is like far out there like in his own as well but he's like far back and so when the the force field comes on and off at times and so they're just chilling and then when it goes down they go back to fighting uh, and then it goes back up <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so in this so when they get separated it eventually leads to a fight to just Qui-Gon fighting Darth Maul um, epic fight um, like I said like the lightsaber fighting is very very eye-catching and so they battle it out and then eventually uh, Darth Maul actually kills Qui-Gon and so that really sparks things up Um, and so Obi-Wan when in when he is able to get past the hallway um, he starts fighting Darth Maul and the fight goes um, pretty like normal as like a regular lightsaber fight and then um, Darth Maul is able to like kick him off a balcony and then Obi-Wan is like hanging for his life. <laughs> he loses his lightsaber too because um, it falls all the way um, to like space or something. It's this big shaft. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Obi-Wan is hanging and then he 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 gets the uh, the the motivation to really just force like jump off like whatever he's hanging off of. And in this scene like so he, he like brings himself up to the platform um like while in the air he also like catches um Qui-Gon's lightsaber that was just um laying on the floor and he he catches it and then he like jumps over Darth Maul and then he's able to kill Darth Maul and then pushes him off the balcony (laughs) and so Darth Maul just falls to his death uh, while also getting stabbed and yeah that's the last scene for the action scenes in this movie yeah so for a little clarification darth maul gets sliced in half 
Oh, he yeah. Falls down the shaft. <laughs> if he dies or not, well, that's up to you guys to figure out. I'm not going to say, but there, there's some deep lore in that. But one thing I had about this scene that I uh, noticed recently was when Obi-Wan jumps over Darth Maul, they both look at each other for like three seconds. You know, have you, oh, did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> one of them could have, e- like, Darth Maul could have easily sliced Obi Wan. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, honestly, this lightsaber duel is probably my favorite of the whole saga. Maybe really? like top wow. three. Yeah. Wow. Because there's so much going on. You've got three people in it. That's unheard of in a in a Star Wars uh, lightsaber duel. You you've got this double shafted lightsaber. That sounds kind of mm-hmm. dirty, but <laughs> you got this double shafted lightsaber, and you got these two Jedi wailing on this sith lord and uh choreography is great um but there's still passion in it too because especially when qui-gon dies he gets he gets killed uh obi-wan comes in and dang he goes ham on that darth maul let me tell you what i mean you just got to watch for yourself and also the music oh the score is so good it's a new song that john williams made for this uh the prequels and it's called duel of the fates and it might be my favorite Star Wars song too, um, or uh, at least it's up there. But it definitely fits the tone of the fight very well, and it has a good—I don't know—it it just flows really well. I, I I enjoy the suspense of it. But yeah, that that was an epic scene. It def—it's way better than General Jar Jar and <laughs> <laughs> Pilot Annie. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So. That's kind of why we didn't really go into the other ones because this lightsaber duel kind of trumped the other parts of the final battle. But um, yeah, so like we said, Trade Federation is no more, at least for now. And Naboo is now free of Trade Federation reign. Battle droids are decommissioned for this section of the galaxy. And uh, the Naboo people, so the people on the surface as well as the Gungans down below, they make peace with each other and there's a big award ceremony, blah, 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 blah. And that's the end of the movie. So yeah, all the action scenes, there you go. Yep. So overall, good movie. Um, yeah. So now we will jump to our favorite parts of the movie. Um, and so I would say my favorite part of the movie uh, was the very last part of the movie. <laughs> the, the, the last fight with Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul. Um, as you guys know, I'm very big into the action of these action movies, and so all the all the politics and just like regular talking, um, like I pay less attention. But when it gets to the uh, the fighting, um, that's where I'm definitely paying attention to. So that was my favorite part. Uh, like Mason said, like I think the fighting choreograph choreograph uh, was like really good for the for. A, like starting the star wars movies um because like lightsaber fights aren't really the sole focus like in the in the original movies but with these um things come to life with like these types of fights and so i'd say the the last fight between the three of them is really good and yeah yeah that's a good way to put it too and then like the uh the the double shafted lightsaber (laughs) it's just epic like you don't see that <laughs> no it really um, is imagine being in the theater and seeing that like he yeah. holds out the lightsaber and one end goes out you're like all right cool like, but then oh. the other end comes out you're like bro what He's like oh you got one oh i have two <laughs> <laughs> quite got an obi-wan look at their one shaft and they're like bro 
And like, oh, we need we gotta we need to upgrade. Yeah, Darth Maul is built different. Yeah, uh, so that's my favorite part. Okay, so <laughs> uh <laughs> as you can tell, Alex kind of took the only good part in this movie. Um <laughs> but the second best part in this movie is when Jar Jar and his crew are on Tatooine and they're walking through the street and suddenly Jar Jar steps in big doo-doo <laughs> <laughs> and he uh he you know steps in and he goes and then he wipes it on the ground oh so funny it's so good um honestly I couldn't find another scene that I like <laughs> so I just went with a Jar Jar scene because he's the best character uh but yeah, Alex took mine. Uh, <laughs> I did not take yours. I just wrote it down faster than you did. <laughs> Bro, you didn't send me the link. <laughs> You're Use the one against has... me. <laughs> hey, I got on it faster than you, so. Bro, that's it. I'm quitting. <laughs> uh, anyway, so now that we got the favorite parts out of the way, let's move to does not pass the vibe check section. Um, I've got quite a few, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> the first one I have is, so Watto, as you know, is the flying uh, dodo bird elephant hybrid. And so when he flies around, he's seen with a cane. But he flies. Why does he have a cane? Maybe he I, needs it to, like, whack people. <laughs> to hit people? I, I don't get it, man. I yeah, don't he's know. like... Anakin, come on, do this, and then he whacks him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he. Oh, I, I, but it, it, I don't think so. I think he just it's for looks. Mm, I don't know for sure. Anyway, it's that's a plot hole. Somebody better fix that. <laughs> Secondly, so in this movie, Shmi Skywalker is talking to Qui Gon Jinn, and Qui Gon's like, "Oh, well, where's Anakin's dad?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, well, he didn't have a father." <laughs> what wait a minute what he i could see qui-gon's face he's like what the fuck is this lady talking about but uh she said yeah he you know he was immaculately conceived i carried him i birthed him but there was no father so that leads me to believe that anakin is supposed to be some kind of space jesus um that that does not pass the vibe check no wonder he has daddy issues <laughs> he had no daddy oh I don't know. Anyway, that just didn't pass the vibe check for me. Dang. Um, yeah. yeah, when you wrote Space Jesus, uh, I was thinking of, like, the quote uh, Qui-Gon sent to Obi-Wan, like, when he was on his um, death, where Obi-Wan, like, goes back to, to Qui-Gon to check up on him, even though he got stabbed. And he was like, he is the chosen one. He will bring balance yeah train him <laughs> and i was like train him <laughs> he is jesus <laughs> well yeah but then down the road uh we see uh not so much <laughs> um, but yeah and then my i'd say my my part of the doesn't pass the vibe check for this movie um like for me when i was first getting star wars and like i watched this movie um like when i was young i didn't really understand like the the plot of uh, the politics involved and when i rewatched it um last night and i'm like i was like this movie really just has i don't know for me it just has like 
um, an interesting plot where it talks about a lot of politics that I don't, I don't think like it's really needed for a movie like this. Um, when I think of movies, like I think of like, oh, there's a hero and then there's a villain. Um, so like the Jedi's and then Darth Maul, but it was kind of working around that. So doesn't really pass a vibe check for me. Uh, just like the politics involved. Um, yeah, let's be honest. You still don't understand the politics. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, I'm just here for the lightsaber fights. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this movie like at least 50 times and I still don't understand it at all. <laughs> no one does. It's not, yeah. It's... Oh, plus, plus there's just like, for me, there's just like too many characters like involved in the politics and like, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, they're not really necessary. No. Like, oh, so speaking of Darth Maul, mm-hmm. guess, take a guess at how much screen time he had. Like how many minutes? Uh, like less than 10 minutes. Eight and a half minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know how many lines he said? Three. <laughs> oh. And he's the main villain in the movie. God. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't pass the vibe check either, bro. I had they did him dirty. He, they did him dirty. Yeah. And then he's, you know, yeah, anyway. So this brings us to the rating system. So today we're going to rate this movie, The Phantom Menace, uh, blank, you know, whatever. How many, what's our rating system out of five pod racers, which mm-hmm. is the obviously what they used in Space NASCAR uh, with Anakin winning the race. Uh, so, Alex, uh, you had a pretty high score, I'll be honest. You first put it in the notes. Like, Dang, you're, you're uh, generous today. A little generous. So, originally I put four out of five, and then I reevaluated and put 3.9 out of five. Dang, you did them dirty. Um, yeah, so like I said earlier, um, just like if I really wanted an action movie, like say – if they put some more like time into uh, like maybe like the the droid fighting or um like the lightsaber duels i think that would be much better um than focusing on like politics um but good movie i like the how they introduce the characters um baby anakin um interesting story of how he comes into the star wars saga and yeah overall 3.9 out of 5 pod racers. Respectable. <laughs> Dang. Uh, well, I had... <laughs> so I originally had 0 out of 5 because I was rating <laughs> it on how many times I found Jar Jar funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to cut it some slack. I'm going to throw it a bone. Uh, I decided to rate it 3.95 out of 5 pod racers just because I wanted to be nicer than Alex. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I have pretty much the same problems. I wish Darth Maul was in it more. I wish, honestly, I wish they made Anakin a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the, I mean, I don't mind that he's a kid, but maybe if the writing was better and the acting was better, but I feel like if they started with him as a teenager when this all happened, I feel like it would have made it a smoother progression throughout the prequel trilogy. Um, but yeah, the politics really bogged this one down too. And, uh, but luckily they do tone down the politics as the movies go on. Um, so there is, this one is definitely the, probably the most boring one 
out of all nine. Mm. Um, but still, it still has some redeemable qualities like the final fight. And, um, you know, there's some Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan are a standout. Um, you know, you got Padme in there too. R2-D2's back. Oh, C-3PO's back. We didn't even talk about him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Anakin built C-3PO, but in this movie, he doesn't have his shiny armor yet. He's just a, a naked, as uh, R2-D2 calls him. Uh, but yeah, it was good to see him again. It's kind of weird that Darth Vader, or excuse me, Anakin, ended up building C-3PO. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, like I said, 3.95 out of five pod racers. Uh, just yeah, that's that's my official opinion. As a Star Wars fan, still love it. But as a action movie fan, eh, not so much. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the rating for Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. The final shebang. One fun fact about ourselves. This is Alex's question, so I'll let him introduce it. <laughs> so we're debating uh, what fun fact we do. Um, this always takes a long time for us for some it was reason. a lot of debating. <laughs> um, and so I, I was just looking around my room and I saw these cookies. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, okay. How about we do fun fact? What are your favorite cookies? Um, and so the cookies I saw in my room were the Keebler Fudge Stripe cookies. Um, I think they are like the perfect cookie in the world. These are just like packaged cookies. Um, obviously not like the same as like baked or homemade ones, but like for a packaged cookie, uh, I think they do a very good job of hitting the spot whenever you need a snack or like a dessert. Um, I think the cookie to, or the vanilla cookie to chocolate ratio is pretty half and half. So it's spot on my opinion. Um, And if if you're like me who like puts cookies in like in a bowl, like for a couple seconds and then eat them right after, uh, it's like the perfect way to eat them. Uh, yeah, so I would say Keebler Fudge Stripe Cookies are my favorite. Wow, that's a solid choice, bro. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about cookies. Uh, you know, you got your chocolate chips and you got your Pillsbury. But uh, I ultimately had to go with the Samoa Girl Scout cookies. Dang, those mm-hmm. are so good. I, I wish they were in season right now. Yeah, Samoas, I don't know. They just be hitting different. You got the coconut. Aren't they, they are coconut, right? Yeah. Yeah. So coconut with the caramel and then you got the chocolate base to it. Mm-hmm. It all mends together. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes an all around orgasmic experience. <laughs> Man, this, uh, this podcast is now explicit content. Yeah, I like them too. Huh? I like them too. They're really good. Oh, especially if you put them like in the fridge. Oh, freeze them? Or you I mean, frozen them before? I don't. I, I. I. think I just put them in the fridge and eat them cold. Oh, no, you gotta. You gotta ice them up. Mm. They're really good that way. Mm. But yeah, I don't, also it depends on where you're from too, because sometimes they're called caramel delights. Oh yeah. Yes, I said caramel, not caramel. Caramel. Heathen like you, Alex. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> that's how um, you say. It. That's how I say. Caramel. It. Yeah. Caramel. Okay, hit us up in the comments with the winner. <laughs> caramel or caramel um anyway so that completes this episode 
of Where's the Action. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, it was a wild ride. Phantom Menace uh, would recommend. Uh, maybe if you're drunk, uh, might make it better. Uh, but still, quality, quality movie. I don't regret it. Um, yeah, Phantom Menace, Star Wars. Check it out. Yeah, uh, very good movie. Um, if you're not into Star Wars, uh, I I would suggest you could start on this movie if you just want to go in chronological order. There are a bunch of movies in this saga, so if you want to binge it, that'd be also pretty cool. Um, yeah, get this one out of the way first, and then they, they get better. I promise. <laughs> right, right. So, but uh, right. yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe comment leave your fan questions in the comments so we can you know stop pondering over them for half an hour um <laughs> uh but yeah uh hit us up on our socials is that what they is that what the cool kids say hit us yeah. up on the socials yeah at where's the action podcast at where's the action podcast on instagram and uh thanks for tuning in you know what i want to add something Let's be nice to people. After you listen to this, do one nice thing for a person. You know, let's start. Let's 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 break the 2020, and uh, we're in a new year now. So let's uh, you know, let's let's be good to each other. Okay, so you can start being nice to me. Well, I didn't say that. Maybe like I was thinking like hold the door open for a boomer lady or something. Wow. Oh, is that not good? No, that's hey. nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, let's get out of here. Yeah, People guys. got things to do. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we will catch you on the next episode. Catch you on the flippity flip.